to uh, turn off my my camera here because it uh, OBS is saying that it's uh, it has an encoding overload. Okay. So my camera is is taking up a lot. So I will turn that off. All right. Okay, so uh, today what uh, what we will do is uh, I'm going to uh, continue with the series Time Past Versus Now. Time Past Versus Now. And in the last Bible study, uh, I gave um, a background of the book of Ephesians. Right, and uh, and then we looked at the first point, and that is, uh, in time past, we were dead in trespasses and sins, but now quickened with Christ. And I said that quickened means alive, made alive, right? Because we were dead in trespasses and sins, but... Um, but now we are made alive. Our spirit, our dead spirit is made alive. Okay, and we're quickened with Christ. All right, so today, today let's look at point number two. And that is, in time past, we walked according to the course of this world. But now, we are raised up together okay so that's Ephesians 2 2 and Ephesians 2 verse 6 so let's uh, let's read those verses all right so first of all verse 2 wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world and let me say something there you know with that the the ye that just doesn't mean the person that's being uh, talked to. Just that one person. Ye is everybody. Amen. Plural. Okay. We're in a time past. Ye walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Okay. And then, Verse 6, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. All right, so um, first of all, let's distinguish between earth and world. When it comes to Bible study, there is something that is called the law of first mention. What that means is you take a word uh, such as earth and you look to see where it is used the first time in the Bible. You get a definition from that first time and then usually that will set the tone for what that word means throughout the whole Bible. 
usually, but not all the time. So we need to remember that context, 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 context is the most important. Okay, so earth, the word earth, it is found in the Bible 987 times in 906 verses. The first time it is used is Genesis 1-1, and the last time it is used is Revelation 21, verse 24. So Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Alright, so look at Genesis 1 Verses 9 and 10. Let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear and it was so and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas and God saw that it was good alright so the earth what the earth is is the land or dry ground Okay, that's earth. Now, world. World is found 288 times and 249 verses. The first being 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 8 and the last being Revelation 17 verse 8. So let's go to 1 Samuel. Samuel chapter 2 verse 8 all right you want to read that brother <clears throat> it says he raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. Yes. So notice that the world is set upon the pillars of the earth. Okay? Now, look at uh, Psalms 9, verse 8. Psalms 9, Verse eight, and he shall judge the world 
in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. So what the world is, is people. It's cities, towns, kingdoms of the earth. It's the evil social system. All right. And this world is evil. Amen. And God, little g of this world, is Satan. Okay, so an unsafe person is walking in the course of this world. They are living a life of of sin and they're taking pleasure in it. And you notice in uh, Romans chapter 1, the very the very last verse. Let, let's look at that. Romans chapter one, and and you will see, uh, starting in verse twenty nine. You you want to read that, brother? Yeah. Twenty nine, twenty nine to thirty two. It says, "Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness." covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Yeah. So you see verse 32. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure mm-hmm. in them, that do them. They love doing these things, even though they know that it's worthy of death. And they love those that also do them. They take pleasure in them. Mm. So, you know, what is in this world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And in this world, most people, if not all, they have this thinking that to be successful, you have to have riches, you have to have fame, you have to be high up the corporate ladder, That's the world. It's all about 
high up, you know, having all this money and, and all of that. Now, this world, this world is condemned. And if a person dies without Christ, without being saved, they will die in their sin and they will wake up in hell with no opportunity ever again to change their mind about Christ. So they are condemned. This world is condemned. And that is why Jesus Christ said he didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The world is already condemned. Now let's look at John 3. I'll show you, I'll show you that. John chapter 3. And this should be pretty familiar. Starting in verse 16. For God so loved the world, notice loved is past tense. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now with that verse there, a lot of brethren, they love to use that, that verse there for soul winning. But that verse is not the gospel. It's not the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ that we preach today. It's not the gospel that saves. Okay, so if a person, a soul winner, goes out trying to win souls... It's okay to use that verse as long as they use 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15 verses 1 to 4 with it, which is the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because that verse, John 3, 16, does not say how God gave his only begotten son. And it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ that saves. Okay? Okay. Then verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And then verse 18 says why. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So this world is condemned. 
Now, for the child of God, according to Romans 8.1, let's look at that. You can read that, brother. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Yes. Amen. So, notice the first part of that verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. A lot of brethren stop right there. And they say, well, for the child of God, there is no condemnation. Well, yeah, that says that. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation for a child of God about going to hell. Right. But if a child of God, God forbid, goes out and commits a crime, there could be some legal condemnation. So we can't just stop at in Christ Jesus. We have to read the whole verse. Who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. That flesh, and flesh is flesh, that flesh is wicked. So notice Spirit there is a capital S. So that is the Holy Spirit. We should walk after the Holy Spirit and not after the flesh. Right? So, because a saved person, a child of God, you know, they have that spiritual circumcision, right, where at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit comes inside of that person and he cuts away the soul from the flesh. Now that that person is made free from sin. So when a person commits a sin it is not them that is doing it it is their flesh amen amen alright so now a person that is saved is raised up together So, who are they raised up together with? It is Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? And that is one of the seven resurrections that are in the Bible. It's a spiritual resurrection. The spiritual resurrection of New Testament saints. Alright, that spirit the spirit is made alive. They are now a child of God. Right? They're in Christ. 
They're baptized into Christ and they are a new creature. Okay, so a saved person should not be living a life of sin. But walking in newness of life. Romans 6 verse 4. You can read that, brother. <clears throat> Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Yes. Should walk in newness of life. Right? Should being the key word. Now there there are uh, brethren that that say that if a person uh, they profess to be saved, they you know they say that they have put their faith and trust in Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection, but yet you know they're committing sins. You know they're they're not uh, attending uh, church services. You know, they're not active in the church, uh, all of this other than, you know, because of that, they're not saved. And that is simply not true. You know, they, they say, well, you know, they're, they're sinning because they have not made Christ the Lord of their life. Yeah. And that, that's called Lordship Salvation. And that is false. How are, how are we saved today? In this church age? We're saved by grace through faith. And that's it. We're not saved by good works. You know, we're not saved by uh, by water baptism. We're not saved by uh, being a local church member. You know, we're not saved by repeating a prayer. You know, one, two, three, repeat after me. We're saved by grace through faith. And good works is not always an indication of salvation. Alright, so we are we who are saved we are made alive. Amen. And now, unlike an unsaved person, we who are saved, we have liberty. Galatians 5, verse 1.
Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So, that liberty that we have is not the liberty to live our lives the way that we want to. That liberty that we have is the liberty to choose to stay away from sin and do what pleases the Lord. A lost person, unsaved person, does not have that liberty. Alright, they only they only have that flesh, right? The natural man. Alright, so I will say this and I will be finished, but not only is there a spiritual resurrection. But there also is a physical resurrection. Right? And one day, Jesus Christ is going to come into those clouds. And he's going to call his church home by name. And we will be with the Lord forever and ever and ever. Now, can you imagine what that day will be like when we see Jesus face to face for the very first time? It's, it is so hard to fathom that. But the Bible says it's going to happen. And that is God's word. And God cannot and will not ever tell a lie. Never. So praise God, brother, for the King James Bible. You know, God is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. Praise God. All right, brother. So I am, I am through. Um, do you have anything that you want to to say? Anything you want to add? Anything? In the very beginning, you were mentioning about uh, men in the workplace and you know men of the world, how they're trying to climb yeah. higher and higher up on that ladder. Yeah. 
And you know, I, just, I was just thinking and I was trying to find my reference, but it's making me think about over um, Genesis, Genesis chapter 11. Yes. <laughs> the children of yeah, men. Yeah, absolutely. But how they're trying to climb, they were trying to climb up that ladder it was yeah. all and it's all evil and just as the world today they're trying to climb up higher and higher to get to that you know trying to get everything that the world has to offer yes they can't they can't yeah, they yeah they they were uh trying to um save themselves yeah and i i heard i heard a preacher um teach on this one time and um he was saying that you know when they were building this tower of babel what they were doing was trying to escape another flood <laughs> that's not even in the context <laughs> so Yeah, that's that's not in the context. So I don't know where he got that from. No, it's it's but no. <laughs> yeah, but you you are you're right, brother. You know, they they were trying to go up. They were trying to go to heaven. You know, build a tower to heaven. Like in verse 4. You know, and yeah, and and that's that's what man wants. They want to go up. You know, look look at look at all of the the uh the space travel you know and things like that and you know what they what they want is uh like on mars you know they they're trying to uh populate the heavens you know but god is not going to allow that to happen you know because man has already corrupted the earth so if they populate space the heaven or the heavens then they're going to corrupt that also yeah and if they're trying to get to mars you know it would have happened in genesis chapter 11 because they were building that tower they were going to go up to heaven they were going to go that direction anyway so if they would have got there if Ford would have let them go there it'd been just like it was in genesis yeah with their intent so I don't think I don't think the word that's what man yeah, yeah that's what man wants they they want to go up and just like it said in verse four just to make a to make us a name yeah, all, all about themselves. I, I believe yeah I believe it was um David peacock brother peacock uh that that said that instead of going up into space, what we should be doing is exploring below the oceans. You know, man, you know, man wasn't given dominion of space. But we have dominion of the oceans. You know, and the fish of the sea and all of that. So I, I believe he's right. We should be going down below the oceans and exploring that. Yeah, and uh, he also he also said, sorry, brother. He he also said 
that um, there was an explorer. And if, if, if I remember correctly, I think it was Jacques Cousteau, but I'm not sure. But he said he went down to the bottom of the Bermuda Triangle. And he said when he come back up, he was white as a ghost. <laughs> and, he, and he couldn't talk about the things that he saw. So I, I don't know, brother. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I believe that we should be exploring down below the ocean. Not going up. I agree. So, but one day, one day those, uh, those planets and all that up in space, you know, they will be populated one day. You know, and, um, Dr. Ruckman, he get he gets uh, beat up on this, uh, but uh, someone said in was it uh, Ruckmanism.org, you know that Dr. Ruckman is a heretic, you know because he teaches space travel. You know we'll be we'll be able to go. You know, from from planet to planet and whatnot. You know, that's spiritual. You know, you know, and in the new heaven and new earth, that is very very possible. And I mean, look look at look at when uh, when Christ, you know, was raised from the dead. And he made his appearance, right? His appearances when he went to that upper room. Where the apostles were, he walked through a closed door. So imagine that. <laughs> it, it's it's so hard to fathom, but so many brethren, brother, they they want to stay in the physical. They don't see. The spiritual things. They, you know, st they, they stay they, on one or two sides of that aspect at all times. They're either staying in the physical or they're staying in the spiritual. And they're not rightly balancing the two. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like they have this attitude that, you know, I will believe it when I see it. You know, it, it's like... You know, I was I was uh, teaching one time. You know, at a church service, and I I said that um, spiritually, you know, because we're we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I said spiritually, we are already in heaven. Our spirit is in heaven, but we are physically here on this earth. And you should have seen, brother, the blank stares that I got. <laughs> it was like, what in the world is this guy talking about? And so, so many want to stay in the physical. Well, that's not possible. You know, but 
with God, all things are possible. And so, but that, that's how it is. Yeah. You know, so, I don't know. I don't know, brother, but um, I will go ahead and, uh, and I will play the outro and we'll be finished. Mm-hmm.